Well, amen, amen. Again, I, it was so great to uh, I'll be here with you with several things happening in our worship service. And uh, at this very moment, again, with time of this service, we want to go into our message. This is actually our third and final message on this sermon series that is titled Messy, Lessons from Home. Now, we can talk, uh, go about life and we can say, man, there's different ways that you can learn things. But for the sake of the, of the series, I want to utilize it more like stories and parables of how we can continue to build our lives, spiritual lives, based on the things that we can learn from the home. And in fact, if you were here three weeks ago, you welcomed my brother Joey from the pastor of Rochester, New York. He brought and began this series where he talked about how it is important for us to clean out the clutter in our lives the lives that, are, that God wants us to live, but we're not living it because we are so filled with clutter and it's time for us to continue to take those things out. Last week, I shared with you, quote unquote, a secret of one of the things I really enjoy doing in the home, and that is to iron, all right? And for those of you who send me emails, text messages, or Facebook messaging saying, hey, I got several clothing, I, got a, I want you to iron, I just want to let you know I'm an equal opportunity person, and I declined all of them, okay? <laughs> so, but I, I talked about the levels of faith in our lives. Just like in the iron, that it has different levels of heat in order to iron the clothing. And not just the heat, but also uh, the understanding of how hot it can get in order for the wrinkles and the, and the kinks of the, the shirts or the clothing to be, uh, you know, ironed out the same way in our faith. There are different levels of faith. How can we iron out? And sometimes when we go through the most difficult times, when that most of the steam and the heat is going, you know it's going to look sharp. But while we're going through it, we don't like to go through difficult times. We don't like to go through the pressures. But however, uh, the prayer is that during those moments that when you look back, even though you didn't like it when you were going through it, that you thank God that he was still with you at, while you were going through it. In the midst of that valley of the, of the shadow of death, he, will, he, he was with you. You, right? That's how it feels like, but that your faith has grown. So that's, that was last week. So I figured if I'm going to preach uh, from what I liked last week, which was ironing, I figured let me share with you something I don't like to do. Washing dishes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I like utilizing dishes, I like to eat and stuff, you can tell I like to eat. However, but the, when the time of washing dishes, it's, it's, it's simple enough to, when you go and walking by the, by the kitchen and you see an empty sink, an empty sink that's gonna be there, you're gonna be like, okay, that's, that looks pretty good. All right, it's nice and clean and things, but, but then after you eat, then you may add one dish or something, right? You could be like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to put one dish in there. If you're like me, be like, I'll get it later. When is that later? And because what happens is sometimes after you put one, why not two dishes? Well, you put two dishes, then it's in there. And and when is that time that you're going to go and fix it? When you're not fix it, when you're going to clean it? But here is this, that even if it's just one dish, if you don't take care of it, after several hours, maybe that same dish is going to be there the following day, and sometimes the second day, and then all of a sudden when you come see, you'll be like, hold on, I don't remember seeing this many dishes on, in, in, the, in the sink, dirty dishes, and all of a sudden, bam, a mess. On a side note, I usually uh, 
First of all, I already told you, I don't like washing dishes. So I'm washing, and I'm almost finished. You ever, you ever have the experience? You're almost finished, and my daughter does this to me a lot. Ooh. <laughs> I'm washing dishes, and I'm all, I know I'm almost done. And she goes, and she adds another one by the side, and she just runs off. <laughs> Even if I'm screaming at her to come back, nope, she's gone. And this is the same one that just graduated from Cookstown. Just want to let you know. I, <laughs> but here's what happens is that the lesson from home if you don't take care, of that one, take care of that one dish if it goes on the next day even if it's just one it's still going to start smelling bacteria forms maybe by the time you look at it there's already fuzzy stuff along with it <laughs> oh come on now you know uh, you know, I'm being real with you. That's just one. Because you didn't take care of it. You didn't wash it. Can you imagine the, 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 the sink that you saw, that it was the image where you saw a whole lot of, of, of dishes and it was just mounting high? Some people have even said, uh, they look at it like, where do I start? Others would be like, what in the... They, they feel like they can just throw everything out and start anew because they're not going to b- bother cleaning up all those dishes. They're just going to be like, I'm going to just throw it out in the trash and just start anew. How is it in our spiritual lives like that? Sometimes when you talk about the dirty dishes, let's talk about the dirtiness where, where God's talk, also talking about the dirt in, in, in sin in our lives. The sin that actually causes a separation because the, the sin is a stench to God's nostrils. That we don't take care of it because we're probably saying, that's just one. I'll take care of that later. And that one starts to stink. Then bacteria starts forming in that one that should have been cleaned. And that bacteria can mean, uh, can have uh, bitterness that it can grow inside of you. It can create hatred. It can create jealousy. It can create comparison from what you have versus what another person has. And the list can go on and on because you did not take care of that dish, of that sin. And so whether it's one, can you imagine if it's, that's just one, can you imagine if you had a whole mound? Some people may say like, you know, there's too much. Uh, 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 Pastor, I have so much sin in my life and that I know that it's a whole mess. It's, uh, my life is like that mound of dishes that the last image you showed. I'm not even worthy to be cleaned. And even though I don't like washing dishes, when I do, I prefer... Dawn. I don't. I don't. I, the blue one. I don't know why it's the blue one. I don't know if it's a different or not. But that's just a side note. But the dawn is added to the water, and sometimes I got this. Uh, the sponge is like yellow, and then the, and the other side is like a, like a green that you could scrub a little harder. Sometimes that's what God has to, feels like God has to do sometimes. That's what we feel like doing. Oh, this is the rough spot. The rough spot. See, God doesn't use dawn. He uses the blood of Christ. Amen. 
to wash away our sins. But what happens is whether it's one sin or many sins in our lives, sometimes you're probably saying, where do I start? I want to share with you sometimes. uh, Go to Isaiah chapter 59 a moment. Uh, This is an NLT version. I'm going to be reading verses 1 and 2, and then I'm going to drop down to 12 because it talks about the, the warnings against sin. So it's, it's easy enough, ladies and gentlemen, to, to come to church and hear the good stuff, the most happiest things, but, but there are things that we don't want to really talk about, and that's either, you know, finances, we don't want to really hear about that, and, and can you not talk about sin? Well, in my job as a pastor, I would not be a good pastor to you if I don't speak to you about our sin. And not just specifically about a sin, but who God is and what he likes and doesn't like. And so warnings against sin, uh, against sin verse nine, uh, 1 on chapter 29, uh, 59, excuse me. It says, listen, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear you call. It's your sins that have cut you off from God because of your sins he has turned away and will not listen anymore. And let me tell you, let me, let me say something, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes we say, well, God, why, God, why are you not listening to me? Pastor, I've prayed this much. Why are you not listening to me? And sometimes it's even hard for me to even ask the, the question to, and the person says, where's your sin? Are you, are you sinning that God is not listening to you? Are you still carrying that because sin is a, is a stench to God and he wants to make sure that you're purified, that you are his son, that you're his daughter, and you, he wants you to utilize what he has, the blessings that he has got, uh, given you in order to give him honor and praise and worship and other people are saying, I want, so, I want what that person has, but sin causes that and is it possible that sin is what's causing for God not to listen and turn away? Verse 12 says, for our sins are piled up before God and testify against us. When I when talk about being, our sins are being piled up, think about that image of the, all the dishes being piled up uh, one on top of the other. And it doesn't take a person to just look at that sink full of dirty dishes and, whoa. And then the, the, the individual who's seeing it, is this the type of life that this person uh, lives and is this the type of life that they don't care for this imagine in your home if you have that imagine now in the spiritual life whoa this is that person continues to live this way when we know that there's a god that can forgive and, and cleanse but here's the part sometimes People would say, I'm good. I do good things. And so therefore, why do I have to ask for forgiveness when really if, if God sees the good that I do, the good works, then I'm okay. You got to be careful because if you're saying that you're not a sinner, a sinner, then you're calling God a liar. And I'm not saying it just for myself. Uh, open up to the first John. Chapter 1, and this is not the Gospel of John, this is 1 John, the letters all the way towards the back of the, of the Bible. You got, after the, the second Peter, so you got 1 John. You can look for any devices or your Bibles. 
And if you're still looking for it and you need help, it's before or second John. <laughs> First John. I'm going to go to verse 5. Let's go to verse 5. This is the message, and by the way, I'm reading from the NLT version. Your Bible may deal a uh, different translation. Follow along. It says, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. And so we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We, uh, we are not living in the light as God is in the light. Then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Well, here it is, as I was just mentioning. On verse 8, it says, if we claim we have no sin... We are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse. Can you say cleanse? cleanse. To cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim that we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Folks, there's another passage in the scripture that says we all fall short of God's glory. Our own righteousness are like filthy rags. So anytime you think that you're good enough, don't compare yourself with somebody else who's doing worse than you. Compare yourself to Christ. And you're going to realize, ooh, I'm so messed up. So when you go before God and the conviction that the Holy Spirit goes places in you, just like when you think about the, the, the one dish or two dishes or the pile of dishes, evaluate your life. And instead of saying, you may say, oh, my life is a mess. Where can I start? You start by going to God. You start by saying, asking for forgiveness. You start by not only receiving forgiveness, but being cleansed because God is faithful. And because the Bible is saying that he will not only forgive us, but he will cleanse us. And since God is truth, I believe in his word that it is time for us, ladies and gentlemen, as the body of Christ, as the church, to say, Jesus, uh, all the sin that, I, that's caused, that I've, I've caused in, in my life and also against others, Lord, and against you, God, I ask for forgiveness and that I can remain, I can start off new, I can be cleansed, Lord, and... Make my life how you want it to be. God, I need you each and every day. When I, I don't want that sin to uh, stay there. I don't want that dish to stay there overnight and take care of it the next day. God, I know that you're convicting me in the, the wrong, so I come before you and I ask for forgiveness. God, and I don't want to continue repeating that sin, God, if, 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 if I'm faced with something that is going to cause me to sin again, that's going to uh, 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 turn you away from me because of the sin, God, I just ask that you, you help me so that way I can overcome that temptation. 
There's ways, ladies and gentlemen, you can talk to God and not worry about adding more and more because sometimes people will say, you know what, that's just one. But if you keep on adding one by one into your life, in the sin, it's going to feel like at one point, oh, this is too much. God doesn't love me anymore. Well, ladies and gentlemen, God loves you so much that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ. For those that believe, because the word is saying that if you are walking, you're saying that you don't sin, then you're not walking in the truth. And you don't have God in your heart. So how can we turn it around that allow God to wash us clean and start fresh and start anew? And God's given us this day, which is another, not just another day of just coming to church, but another day of opportunity to start new in your life. Wherever you are, you're probably here saying, my life, pastor, is a mess. It is messy. But there is one that wants for you to turn it around. There is one that wants you to praise him in the midst of what you're going through. And the midst of praising is to say, God, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for cleansing me, for washing me that I can leave all the dirt and all the yuckiness and the messiness in my life to give you thanks. So today, as you hear this message, is our final uh, uh, message in this series is, I'd love for you to evaluate your, your life. And let the Holy Spirit put it in, inside of you like, yeah, you got to change this. You got to change that bad attitude that you got. No, but I like my attitude. Eh, yeah, you may like it, but you got to change it around. God, the Spirit is telling you, you got to change that foul language of yours. But that's, that's all I've known for all these years. That's just how I talk. You can change it around. But God, whatever it may be, I really believe that the Holy Spirit will convict you to come before the presence of the Almighty God, even if it's on your knees or standing wherever it is, God wants to know from your heart saying, I'm sorry. Let's pray. God, we're thankful. We're thankful for your love, your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness, and your cleansing that you remain faithful to your word. That we can have a new life, that we can be born again, born anew. God, we're, we're sorry that we have continued to pile on and pile on on the, on the sins in our lives without taking care of the others, Lord. And so we ask for forgiveness. Forgive us, Lord, and that we can start fresh and start new and that when we have that one sin that God, the Holy Spirit is convicting us, that we can ask for forgiveness right away and not allow things to continue to pile up. You hear us, Lord. You are strong enough. You are willing, but we have to do our part. Help us, lead us, and guide us. In the precious name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, talking about uh, dishes, talking about, you know, the change in life. In our lives, there's life change. 
And at this very moment, I'm going to ask for the students and the volunteers, those who are going to be going on mission trips, to come up. Because what we do, ladies, as a church, is being the hands and feet out there. And by sometimes when we go out, we say, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And that's all good and dandy. However, my experience when I've gone through missions is that I receive more than what I give. And so it's going to be a life change, and that's what we're going to be praying for. We're going to pray for all these students to be commissioned as they go to mission trips this year. It's Pottstown, West Virginia, and Columbia. Amen. I'm so jealous. No, but the word said I can't have jealousy, so I'm good. All right, so... I want to pray for all of them as they prepare their hearts, their hands and feet, and their mouth also as they proclaim the love of Christ, not necessarily by what they say, but what they're going to do. And by what they do, let the Lord provide a moment of a change in their lives. I'm looking forward to hearing their stories after they get back to um, after these missions trips. So thank you. I'm going to look at all of you. I'm, going to get, I'm sorry I'm going to give you my back, everyone, but I want to be able to look at every one of you and say thank you so much for your willingness to serve in missions. May God continue to use you and guide you and also be an impact and have an impact in the people's lives that you're going to serve. Let us pray. God, we're thankful We thank you for opportunities like this of serving in mission. God, that's one of our core values is serving. And God, why wait until we're in adulthood to show the example of what serving can do as life change in our lives? We thank you for all the students here. We thank you for others who are going to be going to these mission trips, representing you in what they do, representing our church, God, but also we ask that you continue to guide them to provide life change for their own lives as they serve others. As the word is that it is better to give than to receive, but God, let us also, I pray that, you, that they can receive the blessings as they go and do your work. Being the church into a world that is hurting, being the church that provides a word of hope and that you're utilizing them. We thank you for the church who has come alongside of them, not only just in prayer, but also with finances and giving and support of these opportunities to come alongside of all these individuals. And we're thankful. We are the church. Continue to lead us and guide us. We ask in the sweet name of Jesus, amen and amen. So please give these uh, students a blessing. Thank you.